0: episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. When it's time to get some new windows or a new door, you gotta go with Pella. Why? Well, because it's fantastic and they can provide window and door solutions to literally any home and the people are great. Steve, Vince, Clint, Brian, the whole gang, everybody there, high quality individuals and you know what? You know you're gonna be working with those high quality individuals the entire time. You're gonna be working with Pella the entire time. Maybe going, well, Nick Dud, isn't that how it usually works? No, 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 no. I didn't know this. You realize when you work with some other window companies, all of a sudden questions pop up like who's going to install it? Well, you got to call that person. You got to talk to him. Who's going to pre-finish it? Now that's that you got to talk to them over there. And before you know it, you were like, you're working with like four or five different people. Ugh. You want the convenience and simplicity of working with one company, not three or four. That's Pella. Check them out on the web. PellaOmaha.com. That's Pella Omaha, Com. all right reminder to subscribe to the podcast give it a five-star rating and review while you're at it it certainly really helps me out and again that way if you click that subscribe button you're not going to miss any of the pods when they drop and as always i sincerely appreciate you guys continuing to support the pod and listen to the pod okay on the podcast today my man my guy the man my best friend, Bo Rude, former Husker All-Big 12 linebacker, uh, we sat down and had a good long chat reacting to Fox Sports' Colin Cowherd's comments on the Nebraska football job, calling it a seven-win program and a C job. And, you know, Colin made a lot of interesting points, and there's certainly a lot to discuss and break down. Uh, this was good. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. It's always interesting to discuss where Nebraska football fits into the landscape of college football in today's world. So, you know what? Let's get to it. I am going to quit uh, babbling here, and I'm going to throw it to yours truly and Bo Robert Rood talking uh, Nebraska football and how good of a job it is. Enjoy. All right, we are here. And uh, we we're in the pod room, Bo. Robert Roode is doing form shooting with a basketball, if that gets him comfortable. Whatever you need to do to get yourself comfortable, my friend, that's what you got to do. Is that the triple threat? That's the, the impression of a guy that has never played and the ball comes to him. It's a lot of pivoting and moving the ball side to side. That's all, it that's all it is. Uh, that That is all it is. I, you know, so at this point... We could sit here and go down the path of, are we going to have college football? We've had those conversations. We just had that we conversation. We just had that conversation <laughs> prior to turning the mics on. Uh, Which we discuss. Sometimes we go on. We've been here for an hour and 40 minutes and just hit record. We forget that we have
1: a pod to do and we get off track and we just did an hour. We did a Here's, full pod and a half. I'm
0: not so sure. There's a comedian, Pete Holmes. He has, uh, I think it's a podcast. It's called You Made It Weird. Yep. And hit, it, it it sounds like he does his thing where like the guests come in and like the pod starts right. Like you hear them come in and they're recording. It's just they're going. We might need to do that just for the sake of time. I mean, what are we doing? Especially like I can feel the death stare coming from upstairs <laughs> of my wife. Who So having to watch Mava, who's four and a half. Mac is, gosh, he's. 10 days old now like so by the way congratulations thank you, sir. do people even know do people know oh, people know people, people, know. Know. people okay. are aware of the young man's existence but yeah you got to look at him he was getting a snooze on and the, yeah, the ba legacy
1: for those who don't know that, that, that haven't heard but nick ba just had his first first son son that means that the lineage will live on by name yeah no matter what um and I mean, I know that for you, this has just been. Oh, this to be so exciting. so exciting! This is so. this
0: is going to be this is great. I I will say, I've already felt the effects of like it's a big difference going from one kid to two kids. You know, we're like you just usually like there could be some moments where like Kim's putting Mave to bed or whatever, and I get to like turn on the office and like totally disengage, you know, or something. <laughs> but and now
1: there's two hands. There's now needed. there's two.
0: There's I don't know how these people, you know, like Schick has four kids, ages like. Ten through like four, like I mean, what it—it's got to be chaos. I think you got to get the oldest to
1: an age that they pretty much got to chip in. I yeah, mean, they, my my wife tells me, you know, she her parents had triplets when she was nine, and she had to basically raise a kid every day. So yeah, they hand one of them to right. her. You know, if you got three, three extras on top right. of three, it's like whoa,
0: three. You know, you're just.
1: It's a hot potato. <laughs> things, you, know? you would
0: have liked. Uh, so, I my performance, by the way, during the birth was much better this time. Oh the yeah! First time I was Blair Witch Project, face <laughs> in the corner, rattle. Didn't want to see any blood, any of that stuff. You work. You work for a surgical use during medical sales. So you you are you're good with them. I'm good. You're good. I my whole thought was. I said this on the last pod. I discipline. Stay. Fo- I focus on Kim's face. Do not ever look south of the border. There's no reason. To, I
1: don't care what those sickos out there that say I saw. <laughs> there's no reason to let your eyes go there. Well, there's they, no reason.
0: They even tempt you. They bring in a mirror, so like can, it's like motivating for the. Per, like, Do they
1: bring in like a like a like a felt bed that spins too? Because like, <laughs> what are those perverts doing in I
0: mean, there? They, I was like What is happening? Yeah, Austin. <laughs> The thing comes and it opens up. Is slowly. it the, a shag rug in the 1970s? Austin Powers shows up. Glenn Quagmire. <laughs> Glenn Quagmire. Giggity giggities with everything going on here. But uh, not, they, So they bring in a mirror. So, like, perverts. apparently that's like encouraging for the woman giving birth to like see the head or something like that. Oh. I should have given people a warning with stuff, but like, but they so even tried to question. bring Hold in like, on. I'm like, hell no. I'm not Hold gonna on. The mirror, dog. Let me ask you a question.
1: Is it like, all right, call in the mirror guy. And some guy runs in. Glenn holding the mirror no, they, I know. Like,
0: who's,
1: who's holding the mirror.
0: I don't know where the mirror just showed up. I'm not sure where the mirror came from. It just, all of a sudden there was a mirror. How big is this mirror? I mean it's pretty big. I mean they it, they wheeled it in. It's not like a little tiny So there mirror. was a, a man wheeling in a, a mirror. At some point <laughs> a man had a mirror. Now whether or not he came in the room, I'm not sure. You kept your eyes disciplined. I was looking at Kim. That's good. Man. I was looking at Kim the whole time. I told like my whole thought was and this sounds ridiculous the things that get you motivated cuz I needed to get myself in a mindset of like toughness. Yeah, oh yeah. So I watched clips of Jordan in the Last Dance. The whole remember the whole scene where he got he got he had to call he had to take a break? Yeah. About his mentality. I watched that scene a couple of times just to like got to be got to be a savage. I watched the final fight scene of Creed. Cuz I mm-hmm. cuz I like cuz it's so rewarding seeing Rocky be the corner guy. Mm-hmm. No one would he and Joe. So I tried to think like, okay, that's it. I'm going to like talk to Kim. Like I'm Rocky and she's Creed. She didn't like that very much. <laughs> and, and, and so those, I tried to channel those kinds of things to get me through it. And I got through it. I did a good job. She I, gave me a 10 out of 10. I'm Kim proud
1: did. of you. And you use the word I discipline. And I, I, I'm going <laughs> to take that one with me. Cause I believe in what you're saying. I believe in it.
0: Don't go down there. Don't look down there. I discipline, I'm
1: going to remember that one going forward.
0: You just hold a leg like your Shawn Michaels just gave someone the sweet chin music, and you're penning somebody one, two, three, and that's it. That's all that needs to happen. But yeah, got through it, man. I did it. I, like I did it. I, like it. Well, I did
1: it. That's awesome. I'm. I'm. It was nice to meet Mac. Yeah, he's gonna be uh, a big part of
0: both of our lives. Oh, there's no question about it. I'm. going have send him to Uncle Bo. I'm holding the ball bit. right
1: now. Just, I got a basketball in my hand. I'm thinking about, you know, teaching. Teaching, form. teaching it.
0: Yeah. Oh. I couldn't think of anything I'd enjoy more than teaching my. Ch- I mean, I've already tried to teach Maeve a little bit. She's, she. The concept of the game is a little uh, uh, eludes her at times. You know, we were working on the shot, and then she took the ball, and then said, "Try to take it from <laughs> me." And she took off running, and like she, so she doesn't quite. She she doesn't quite. She's getting there. I think she'll get there. She'll, get there, she'll get there eventually. She'll get there eventually. But we do have some Nebraska football to talk to, kind of. So, Colin Cowherd made some comments on his show, The Herd. You and I, full disclosure, I guess I don't I mean, I'm a huge Colin Coward fan. Uh, I think he's the best. He was a guy that I basically, like if you listen to my my solo game time show, I was basically a wannabe Cowherd. Like I think that guy's awesome. And he had a segment the other day on his show where he kind of threw a bucket of cold water on Nebraska football. But I don't know if he's totally wrong. So let's set it up. So the whole impetus behind Coward talking about this was, I believe it was Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports had a ridiculous column on coaches who are on the hot seat heading into this year. And he had Scott Frost as one of like the three or four hottest seats. Like the, like when, if you don't win, you are fired, which is just absurd, right? Anybody that we were talking before, like you talk to anybody around here, there is zero, zero hot seat talk with this guy. He could, I mean, I don't even know, I can't even envision what would have to happen this year for like, the at the end of the year, be like, you got to fire Frost. Nothing. No, no I mean,
1: I, I don't even see a scenario um, other than maybe not
0: winning a game yeah, if they go, oh, let's say they play a full schedule. They play now. They're I guess they're playing conference games only. So it's gonna, game's gonna be tough. Game's tough. But if but you go over, if for you go the for ten, th-
1: there, then all of a sudden the seat gets really hot. Right. Okay. But even,
0: but even then, do you, I still I don't, don't think it's this
1: year? I don't think that means you're fired this year, which is,
0: it's which basically insane. means you're not. You're not on the hot seat.
1: Yes, that that's what it tells you about that. Right now, he's not in the hot seat because we're having a discussion on a guy that could
0: go zero and ten and still be like you can't. You're not gonna fire that guy. Yeah. So that led Scott Frost to or Colin Coward to to his credit say he thinks the whole idea that Frost is on the hot seat is ridiculous. He thinks Scott Frost is a great coach, but he proceeded to get into something that is that is. This isn't a new topic, but it's always interesting to get an outsider air quotes here thoughts on the Nebraska job, because sometimes when you're so close to something, it's hard to see it for what it is. And Colin Coward basically said that the problem with Nebraska is they see themselves as an a job when in all reality, it's a C or C plus job said that Nebraska is basically now a seven win program. And Said it's not as good as Michigan, not as good Ohio, as job as Ohio State, not as good as Wisconsin, and Colin Cowherd compared Nebraska to Michigan State.
1: Okay, so let's break this. Let's down. yeah, let's let's okay. dissect it. So, so here here's the hard part is he said that's a it's not an a coaching job uh, position. It's a it's a C, probably not even a C plus coaching position. Um, I think we need to make the diff- you know, separate um, what that ranks in terms of a coaching position versus a what that school like how we view right. this school because I wouldn't call Nebraska a C school. Our history puts us, you know, closer to an in the that A that A type of school, right? Because we've won five national championships. Yes. Like we've had the the forty years of like excellence, right? That keeps you above C. Now, what Colin? Here's here's what I'm struggling with is what Colin was saying wasn't necessarily wrong about the job from a coach's standpoint, right? Because the, when we're talking about degree of difficulty in a coaching position, Nebraska is getting harder and harder because the recruiting is so tough, and you know, the Big Ten competition is
0: it's very tough. That's as well. the thing. I'm not so sure, and someone could say that I'm making Coward's point a little bit. I'm not so sure that when you take into consideration recruiting base with expectations of the program, this isn't one of the hardest jobs in the country or in like one of the five hard, I mean, let's be honest. Nebraska, we still, everyone here, I say we being a Nebraskan, everybody expects and hopes for championships, right? Yep. That's the, that's the, the standard and you don't have a proximity to five star recruits and a bunch of recruits in your backyard so when you combine those two things it is not the the most ideal job in the
1: yeah, world yeah i think the, the one part like you have to definitely weigh that coaching if you're weighing just the coaching the degree of difficulty with the expectations like you're not going to rank it the highest like right. the be- but like you do need to factor in how good of tradition and fans and culture we've had around our football program for so long because that does help those things, um, that you know what, like you might have a better recruiting base and a, uh, uh, an easier schedule at Akron, but it's a worse job. Right. Right. Same with Michigan state. Like, yeah, better recruiting base, like not near as much expectations. It's a worse job. Right. Like you can't call us Michigan state cause we, our tradition, uh, beats them so badly our fan base locally and nationally beats them so badly in football so like even iowa like we beat them so badly in tradition and history that like you know what like right now the nebraska job and the iowa job i mean Flip a coin, it doesn't matter in terms of degree of difficulty, But, like, it's still a better job overall because of the program.
0: System. It all depends on what you want to look at. Like, it's just like anything else. If you can isolate anything and make it kind of look however you want to make it look. Yeah. If I said, hey, here's a program that has sold out every single game since 1962 as five national championships, you would think it's a decent job, right? Yeah. But if you then said, oh, here's a program that has fired five coaches or whatever it is now in the past 15 20 years and you know hasn't won a conference championship in 20 years and the fans are crazy and expect a a lot you go so it's so some some of it's a little bit of what you want to
1: look at sure and here's what i'd also want to point out too is are we a program that like if we don't learn from our mistakes this is a worse job i feel like we're learning from our mistakes Mm -hmm. as a as a school and as a, a fan base where like we just said, Scott Frost can go. Oh, and 10 and he'd keep his job essentially.
0: Right. You'd have never said that with Bill Callahan or, or Mike Pellini. Riley or Pelini early on. So, yeah.
1: so does that not make this a better job that we're giving frost the runway and the tools? I mean, we're giving him all the tools. Like we're, right. we're saying we're going to like give you the private plane and the new facility. And the, like they're giving him all the things and they're giving him the runway, which, I think that has to factor into things going forward. So I, it's kind of a it's a unique argument because I don't disagree with Colin, but I don't either. I, I, I don't think you can say that the degree of difficulty with the coaching job and the actual like position at our school are are the same. Here's, things because like the school's prestige
0: does matter. See, that's I think one of the interesting things is like. Does it – who do these things matter to? And who – and what I'm getting at is, like, we all say, like, history and tradition and the sellout. Like, those – like, if we're talking about the good things that Nebraska has going for them, it's yeah. like, unbelievable fan base, sold out every game for since, you know, 1962, all, the, all those things. And they have great history and tradition with five national championships. But the question is, do, do other coaches care about that, that, that would want to take the job – and do most importantly, do recruits care about that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so the
1: recruit part, because I was thinking about this, and the the conclusion I kept coming to was the thing that the coward is not taken into consideration. You know, he was talking about weather and recruiting. Yeah, because like, we'll get into like, yeah, the, it is harder to recruit here, but like, as long as our fans are still the way that they are, and that our support, lo- yes. like the way that our university right. support, like supports this football program, like we'll beat these other schools that are C schools that have, you know, C school, like uh, level coaching jobs. Like they're talking about, right. because like in the end, if you have the choice between us and another one, do you go to a place that's just like, eh, it's whatever? Or like, you are the freaking biggest deal in the world to us. Like, if you come yeah, like- into Nebraska, you are a superstar as a kid. And kids, you cannot tell me kids don't care about that, and they won't always care about
0: me. Because to, to use Colin's comparison, he compared it Nebraska's Nebraska Michigan State. Well, here's the problem with that. Number one, Michigan State isn't even the biggest program in their own state. Michigan is a bigger deal than Michigan State. Also, Michigan State football isn't even the biggest deal at Michigan State. Michigan State's a basketball school. (laughs) Like, all those things matter. And even when D'Antonio had it going for a little bit there and they were, you know, they made the college football playoff and all those stuff. Like, I'm telling you, bro, you'd, you'd watch Michigan State games and you'd get the wide shot and the stadium wasn't full. I know. So. Nick, I mean, kids still, like, that still matters on
1: some level. That That's, so, and we can go into this stuff later about, you know, like, we talk all about how much it hurts to not be able to have kids come to the spring game or, like, right. you know, recruiting kids without a football season hurts us because, you know.
0: That, that's the selling. What sells people on the program is come to Lincoln, Nebraska on a game day. You go, this
1: isn't like, you know, there's, you could say, there's a handful of SEC schools. That care as much. Ohio State, Michigan. Th- those schools have fan bases that you could even say could hold a candle large. But, like, it's really not – around the country, there's not many. Not right. that have been as crazy as ours have been for as long as they've been. Right. And as good as they've been. Agree. That's the stuff that I, I'm, I'm convinced and will always make – more of a difference than people think. No matter how much we lose, right. as long as we hold on to that, we'll have a chance.
0: And I think now there everything's a confluence of events that that don't necessarily make it all one thing. But I still think one of the things about Nebraska is when it when it pops a little, it it's still a big deal. Case in point, game day was here last year. Game Day doesn't just go to Indiana or you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't go to Maryland. They don't go to you, you know, like they're not gonna go to Iowa State a ton. Like it's still so when Nebraska got going just a little bit, and they didn't even really have it going. Like, let's be honest, it was it was talking about cart before the horse like a they motherfucker. Lost, like, they lost to Colorado and they still got a They game still day. got it game day. So like I, I still think that's a window into and again, but the hard part is, like, who cares about these things? Old TV execs and us or fan or uh, recruits. I mean, I think it all has to be taken into consideration. But all I know is game day, when it got going a little bit last year, came here. Came to Lincoln.
1: Yeah, our job is we have to finally capitalize on those, those opportunities. Those opportunities. Yeah. And then I think what will happen is we'll separate ourselves to like, we may never be to where Alabama and Clemson are going to be going forward. Like,
0: uh, and that's okay.
1: But, but you know what? Like he mentioned Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Like I have no doubt that we can get back to like Notre Dame recruiting out recruiting Wisconsin. We should, we do pretty much anyway, but recruiting with Notre Dame recruiting with Oregon recruiting with, you know, some of these Texas schools, Right. To a degree, like, you know, like, I think, I think that's, that's in the realm of possibility, but we have to finally capitalize, right? I mean, Penn State came out of the depths of, you know, Sandusky yeah. Yeah. to, to friggin to rise her back up fast. Yeah. To, you know, to, to, to playing for conference championships and getting good recruiting classes. So we're not out of the the Penn State realm, but I mean, they do have a better recruiting base access,
0: but. I still think it's all I, I within think, reason. I, I think uh, one of the things Cowherd pointed out that, and and again, I'm not going to argue with any of what he's saying to it for the most part, is that you know, his point was things change. And I, he pointed out, and I agree with him, you could make a case that every single alteration to college football over the last 20 years has hurt Nebraska. Literally every single one of them. All of them, and to just use Coward, sticking with what Coward said, I mean, these this is what he listed as changes that that hurt Nebraska and made it now an average job. He said they're in the wrong conference. said he He said that he thinks they still should be in the Big Twelve. Uh, that the Big Ten it doesn't work for them. That the biggest thing is they lost out on all the Texas recruiting. It's hard. To, I mean, there's a, there's a debate in that. You know, like, I mean, the inability, I wonder, and this sounds like a Sam McEwen article or something like that, it'd be interesting to look at the average number of players on the roster from Texas from like 2000 to 2010 compared to the average players, the, the average amount of players on the roster from Texas from when Nebraska joined the Big Ten till now if that so if that narrative is actually true cuz it feels like it it that feels like it's legit of losing out on all those texas it's recruits it's got to be it's got to
1: be uh it's got i don't know if it's significant but i mean i think there's a definite
0: there's a skew in the numbers as soon as we went away from it feels like it it just it feels like there're not as many i don't hear about a lot of texas recruits anymore
1: uh well I, I know since Frost got here especially I mean Mike Riley I don't think recruited Texas very much. He was much. into
0: California. He
1: was into California. I mean that was his what he was as his worst ties were rightfully yeah. so, but yeah I, I and you know Frost and those guys have been recruiting Florida so um they're trying to get back into Texas I assume but uh, I do yeah I mean I'm just thinking back to guys like Demario Williams um, even Rex Burkhead Rex Burkhead was a big a big. A uh, big 12 recruit. um, Greg Austin. The guy, I mean, I'm thinking of the guys that I knew. There was a couple of, in my recruiting class that were, that were Texas. You know, you had DeMario, Bernard Thomas. Uh, we had a handful of those offensive linemen for years were,
0: were uh, Texas. Um, but yeah. that matters, right? I mean, I, I think to be able to go down to a Texas, to Rex Burkhead, to Plano, Texas, and get him to come to Nebraska, it's probably important to be able to sit and tell Rex and tell his family, you, 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 we're going to play Texas, we're going to play A&M, Texas Tech, Tech. we're going to a we're going to play Baylor, we're going to play all – you know what I mean? So there's going to be a handful of games each year. We're coming back to your state. Yeah, they can drive to Oklahoma, Okie
1: State. Like, that That helps you – Yeah, I mean, you can, you can drive from, you know, Dallas to Nebraska. I mean, like, right. like, that's not an unreasonable drive. And, you know, every other place in the Big 12 is essentially shorter from there, you right. know?
0: So, like – so I think I think there's there's a debate there's a debate for the conferencing. I mean I think one of the things that is it is it that crazy of dots connect to say that like I think the last time Nebraska was good, they were in the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean two thousand nine two thousand ten was we the last good. time I felt like Nebraska like
1: should have won back to th- back. They the were good. Yeah. Those
0: were good football teams that had talent and. I mean, the second they went to the Big Ten, it just seems like it's kind of been a... Like, they've kind of gotten worse, like, almost every year. Like, that's kind of what it feels like. Now, whatever that... Why that is, whether it's the Texas thing, whether it's maybe a product of, like, you know, there's a lot more programs in the Big Ten, I think, that are committed to football, more so than Big 12. You know, you had your Oklahoma, your Texas, but... but Kansas was usually Kansas isn't. Kansas State, kind of. You know, Iowa State, kind of. You know, you had your handful of... Baylor now is, but back in the day wasn't yeah. really. Texas Tech, same thing. Uh,
1: can I can I uh, pick a gripe right now? Yeah. I got a gripe. Give it to me. My gripe is against the Big Ten Network. Okay. Ooh. I'm I got a, to this I got a serious go. gripe. Okay. <laughs> I know you occasionally that? work for them, so I I, I'm that. not going to. I'd like to say that I love your, the Big Ten yeah, Network yeah, with yeah, all yeah. my heart right now. They have the best they taste in tobacco. And yeah. <laughs> so. What's your gripe, though? Here's my gripe. I, I am not happy with Nebraska's coverage from the Big Ten Network. Okay? So here's my point. I click on the Big Ten Network channel. I, I look through it. And you know what I get to see every time? Michigan football. Ohio State football. Michigan State basketball. Right. Penn State football. Classic games, Ohio State-Michigan. Classic games, Penn State versus Wisconsin. The 1998 Rose Bowl-Wisconsin, right? And I never, ever, ever see anything Nebraska because, well, we joined later. So they don't consider any of our immaculate history, 40 years, a part of their conference. So everyone in Nebraska's national titles, every one of our big games, they don't consider... Worthy to be put on the big 10 network. However, they're also not putting our games on the big 12 network,
0: you know? So, so there's like, you almost get law. Lo- you're, you're almost just in this purgatory. Yes. Yeah, so this- they're
1: losing our history. The big Ten's wiping out our history because we haven't been good in the big 10. So they show none of our games from the last 10 That's years. Interesting. And then all of our, like, the real good stuff, which they will show, '90s and '80s and '70s, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. They won't show Nebraska because it wasn't technically in the yeah, Big Ten. It's an interesting so, point.
0: It's an interesting point.
1: Anybody that watches the Big Ten doesn't think Nebraska is even a, a
0: part of it. Or, I mean, sometimes they'll be like, you know, you'll turn on and be like, it'll be like the, the Nebraska classic game you get is like. Western camps hail Mary against North. Yeah, that, like that, that's, that's not a classic not Nebraska, game. Like show, that's a meaningless game. A classic show game our is, national title is ninety four Miami, ninety five Florida, ninety seven Tennessee. One of the Colorado games. One of the Oklahoma. You know, pick an pick the like Oklahoma game. Look, like
1: if it's the Big Ten Network and they say, hey, Ohio State, we want to show the Ohio State Rose Bowl game from nineteen seventy six where they played uh, USC, right? Well that's not two Big 10 teams playing. They're just showing an Ohio State game. Right. So that tells me you can show a old Nebraska game that doesn't involve anybody from the Big 10 cuz Nebraska's in the Big 10. Right. You have to think of Nebraska as your own and you have to show their games as your own and you got to show our best so that everybody knows like Oh, Nebraska wins national titles. Like if kids don't see that, like it it just bothers me. Well, no, you're right.
0: I mean, I think it's an interesting point. I mean, I think that's one of the things. One of the ramifications of changing conferences is things like that, where you just you kind of like your your history and tradition just gets not forgotten, but it gets put in this shelf in a room that's harder to access.
1: They have no incentive to show anything Nebraska right now on that network right. and they don't want to, they want That's to show, they first of all, they show Ohio state or Michigan, like yeah. ad nauseum. And you just go, you kind of, you kind of start thinking back to like, you know, remember how Texas and Oklahoma were getting too much love right. at the end of the th- Like it, it's, it's feels kind of like that. We're like, look, if this is the big 10 network, aren't you supposed to show us all equally or something? I don't know.
0: Hey guys, quick break to talk to you guys about Pella windows and doors. And uh, I, I want to, Make sure that you guys understand that Pella windows of Omaha and Lincoln, they're following CDC guidelines uh, during this coronavirus situation. They can safely serve any of your window and door needs in the showroom or in your home. All the employees at Pella and the customers are completing a COVID-19 questionnaire as provided by the CDC prior to entering the showroom, entering the office, and uh, any uh, potential customer's home and all the employees are required to self quarantine for a recommended 14 days. If uh, that individual comes into contact with someone who's tested positive, if they traveled anywhere outside of the Omaha Lincoln area, bottom line, They are taking all the necessary precautions to make sure that they are safe and you are safe so you can safely move forward with your window and door needs. And uh, on top of all that, as a result of all this stuff with the coronavirus, uh, Pella is offering temporary special financing options. They are now available. So, man, now is the time to take advantage of these special rates and uh, put that value back into your home, and you have that peace of mind knowing that all the necessary safety uh, protocol and precautions have been uh, put into place by Pella, so you know the whole time you can feel safe. Give Pella a call, 402-493-1350, or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. That's a, I, that's an interesting point, I, mean, I but I think to, to – bridge off that is just again what I said where it's like you I mean in all reality I'm really trying to think through all this conference realignment what program can really unequivocally say now focus on football because I think Creighton absolutely is it like they have benefited greatly from their move to the big east. Like best move but oh any sports any 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 realignment like literally you I put like Creighton like at the top. But what football move would you say now that program's in a better place than they were? Um, DC, Missouri? TCU? TCU. But I guess what's hard with that is TCU went up. Like, I guess you almost need to. You have to go up. You you have to go up for it. Like, so I'm using like a lateral, lateral power think, conference move. Lateral moves, I think, are bad. Like Colorado Pac-12? Bad.
1: Missouri SEC? Bad now, yeah. You know, you just go down the list, like, I don't... You lose, losing that history, I I don't know what, it's bothering me. I'm a history guy,
0: and I, it bothers me. It's, there's, so there's something to that. So I think that's played into what, to Colin's point, with all this stuff, and then even with the, you know, you bring up the TV thing, this isn't a new thought, but it bears repeating, and he repeated it, like, where one of the things that Nebraska had going for it is they were one of six, seven, eight programs that were on national TV. And whether you liked it or not, if you wanted to be on TV, you had to go to Nebraska. I mean... We had the Thanksgiving Day
1: game. I mean, it was was nationally known every year when you think college football, you thought Nebraska-Oklahoma. And
0: then his last point was that... on why the changes that have made it an average job is that he thinks it's boss, AKA the fans and the media and, and uh, are unrealistic expectations for the program. And I would say that was maybe true. I think that was maybe true all the way up until Scott Frost got here. Yeah. And what's weird is while everybody kind of anointed him as the savior, I think everybody had pretty low expectations in the meantime. You know what I mean? Like I think, so, I don't know. I mean, I think that's been a the the sixty four thousand dollar question for years now is like what are realistic expectations for the program? I feel like the, I feel like everyone's closer to being on the same page and how we all answer that question than we've been for the past 20 years
1: yeah, I think it's it's in the
0: it's very realistic at this point yeah i I do I, I, I agree and now I mean to call us but like is it as good as is Nebraska as a, a good a job as Ohio State? no. Is it as good no. as a job as Michigan? Probably not right now. No. Um, but do I think, like, you know, comparing it to Michigan State, that's where I'm going to push back a little bit. I, I, will, I think it's I a better job than flat Michigan out State. I
1: argue that, yeah. I mean, Penn State, I would say we're on – I feel
0: like it's level with Penn State in a lot of sense. I, I'm going to play – because then Colin had a great stat, and I'm going to play devil's advocate just for the sake of the conversation. Colin went on to point out, That from 1969 to 1997, Nebraska never lost more than three games in a season. I'm going to repeat that because that's incredible. From 1969 to 1997, Nebraska never lost more than three games in a season. From 2004 until now, so 16 straight years, Nebraska has lost at least four games every year. So to play devil's advocate, we chalk all that up to – I mean, Steve Peterson, and if they had kept Frank, well, Bill Callahan didn't know what he was doing, and then if they just would sort have of kept Bo on as a DC, and then Bo Pellini was—he didn't—he—he he had never been a head coach, and Mike Riley, give me a break, and now Frost—it's—it's—he's rebuilding. Do we sound a little like? I wonder if an LSU fan or a Clemson fan would listen to this and go. Are you guys not looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing reality that you guys keep changing coaches and the results? Not only do they stay the same; they could be getting worse. So again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I think there's that there, we do have. I mean, I know I'm guilty of of uh, you know finding the reasons why things went wrong maybe too much rather than uh, maybe seeing what what we, what we it are. is. Yeah. But here's where I'll argue that is you know I, I go back to that that article that they put out before last year that, that had the the plot graph of... The turnovers. The turnovers the, yeah. to wins, and we are a complete outlier with the amount of games we did win with our insane amount of turnovers. And the turnover margin was so insanely yes. skewed, and we somehow still won, I think, uh, uh, right in the middle of the pack in terms of average wins. Where we should have been the worst team in football, where that's where I'll say we're kind of unique in that sense. We're like we are have been good enough and talented enough and have underachieved, but uh, I don't know. We're starting to. Think- the, the worry is that then the talent that we've had will keep going down,
0: right? Because of the losses, where then then you'll just be what you are. I think there are certain jobs that can survive bad hires. Yeah. Like like they they can hang it, you know, Ohio State can have Luke Fickle for a year, and then once they get the coach right, then it just snaps back. Yeah. Nebraska, I don't think, like, the one thing I will say is Nebraska's the type of program and the type of job that is going to have a hard time surviving a bad hire. And in my opinion, Nebraska's had two atrocious hires in 15 years atrocious is strong for Bill Callahan, but it probably wasn't a great, he probably wasn't. I mean, it did. It, it, you know what? It wasn't a good, a good fit. He,
1: it was a bad fit and it was a, uh, it was an intentional culture yes. destruction, which was, that's what makes it so much worse than like Bill Callahan. Wasn't a good coach or a good recruiter. He was a bad fit and a worse decision.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, I, I there's this idea that any coach can work anywhere and that's not true. You know, like fit matters and he didn't fit. And that's, that has to be considered when you're judging a hire. So that's why atrocious is strong. I don't think he was, Um, but it was a bad hire.
1: It was not a good hire. It was probably not a good
0: hire. And then Mike Riley, I don't care. anybody says it's a bad hire. It's a bad hire. Really bad. It's a really bad hire. So Nebraska's had two bad hires in 15 years. And in some ways is still recovering from that. Yeah. They're still recovering from that. So I think, you know, in terms of when you look at what's happened over the past, you know, the having 16 straight years of at least four losses, like I think, I think it's just that Nebraska wasn't equipped to handle all the terrible decisions that happened around it. What, you know,
1: let's go down a, let's go down an alternate universe here. Nebraska doesn't make that bad hire. In 2003 or 2000. Yeah. Into 2003. And we're Keeps do- it going. Yeah. We keep it going yeah. to a degree and then who knows what happens from there. Right. But we don't fall off the, you know, like in really struggle where we might actually win a couple of big, big 12 titles going into the, you know, the 2010s where maybe then we don't have to leave. Cause we have more clout within the big, the big 12, 12. where we're not, Texas can't force our hand maybe and they want to be associated, you know, like, right. Then all of a sudden, who knows where we're at. Right. But like everything happened, how it did. And I, I I really think everything that happened sort of has put us in a tougher spot. Totally agree. I mean, it's just,
0: so it's just, it's interesting when you, when, when you, when people who are close to the program, like you, like me, try to explain the last 15 plus years. Some people may listen to it and think it's excuses. I view them as more explanations and Nebraska is a unique place and it takes a specific fit and different, you know, everything's got to be coming together perfectly for it to really pop. And I think Nebraska, Bo had it, Bo, it's hard to say. I mean, Bo was winning. Yeah. was winning. Um, but it just, the Bill Callahan, Mike Riley thing was set, set the program back in a way that I think is, is, is still, they're still recovering from. I think one of the interesting things that now I want to talk about that Colin kind of ended with. Cause he brought up Notre Dame and Wisconsin and basically talked about, and this is where I do agree with him on to a certain extent on if you're not Bama, uh, Ohio State, USC where you're just you know your backyard riddle, rich yeah. recruiting area, all that stuff. You do have to have something special and unique about your about your program that differentiates yourself or levels the playing field. Colin pointed out with Notre Dame it's academics. Uh, with Wisconsin, it's their ability to develop offensive line. And he pointed out that Nebraska doesn't have that special thing and that is something that i totally agree with
1: well i would say we had it we had the black shirt defense for
0: well that's what i'm saying like, for a long
1: time and i mean we still that's what i think we need to hang our hat on is like we need to be able to have big good offensive alignment and you know the black shirt defense has to be the thing that people come there for so we should have we should be putting pros out on defense, which right. we did. I mean, when I when I got there, I mean, we had guys every single year that were going to the pros. I mean, even our the uh, we always talk about the Bill Callahan 2004 year. Like the whole defense was yeah. pros. You had Fabian, you had the Bulks Twins, you had my brother, you had Stu, you had uh, Lakeven. you had Jay Moore, Character. I mean, you're talking about eight out of your your yeah. starting you know eleven that were all. Like, pros, and not just pros, like, first three-round right. guys, you know? So, like, we were there. Like, we were there with, what's our thing? Well, they got the black shirts, and they send these dudes to the pros, and they are good, right? That's what we did. Right. And then we... have kind of lost that. Yeah. I guess I mean, that, that's where, I think, to we, Colin's we point. Kept it, we kept it through Pelini's first, you know, handful of years. Right. And then even Pelini's defense is, like, produced less, like, Big time pro guys, right? right. Like he, he got Sue, he got Crick, he got Amukamara, Hag, those guys like Levante that, David, Levante yeah. David, Randy Gregory, and then it sort of just went, you know.
0: Right. Well, that's where I think one of the things that really hurt. Like I think Bo had a defense that was specifically geared towards Big 12 offenses, and that move to the Big 10 wasn't good for Bo's defense. In a lot of different ways.
1: It's a little bit smaller. Yeah. Like, you always thought we had trouble against, you know, The teams that lined
0: up that ran it right at Nebraska. Yeah. But, like, playing Blaine Gabbert and Missouri, teams that want to dink and dunk and spread out, Bo would would usually lit those dudes up. Yeah. But I I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, I think that's what Colin's saying, and at least I think, like, I think Nebraska's lost that thing. Like, that thing, that differentiator. And so... Yes, for a while, their their special thing was, beyond just the fact that they're on TV all the time, but, like, their thing was black shirts, and then I some people want to throw a shoe at me through their earphones here. Like, the option. Well, power the, football. The yeah. option was a differentiator, a unique special thing that leveled the playing field a little bit. And... I don't know. I mean, so we get in these conversations over beers all the time about, like, should Nebraska go back to run the option? I'm not, like, all the way there, but, like, there's a... You could make a pretty compelling PowerPoint presentation as to why Nebraska should, and it's it'd be hard to disagree with. I, I want to get, like, a, a clear breakdown of what cut blocks are legal now
1: because I feel like people don't get cut like they used to. So, like, if we can go back to lots of cut blocks and just mauling people, like... I don't think that that is. Kids are not used to playing like that, and well, so it, two two things can happen. So you can play a physical style of football that's people are unaccustomed to, similar to the way like the first spread teams, right? Was like people are unaccustomed to playing spread. Right. Sure, Kelly, ago. when all that stuff oh. like they were they were like, "What is this?" You know, you know, snap the ball every fifteen seconds. Like people were like, "What is going on?" Right. right? So same thing. Ch- a huge change of pace could be an advantage. And not, don't forget this part of you say the option. We had a built-in farm system. No other school in the state. We had, you know, it's not a huge population, but every kid in Nebraska was running the option.
0: And Eric Crouch preparing to run the option. Eric Crouch ran the option from basically the moment he started playing football until he got to Nebraska. He was a he was and depth he depth. he was just I mean he was like in an elite oh. level like if there's a black belt option like you know there's black <laughs> like the black belt jujitsu he was a black belt oh. in the option PhD stuff yes
1: PhD and on how to hit how the to crease, read it how to
0: read it how to pitch how to, how press to fake the pitch end it. and all that stuff like I mean he was a black belt it was in art, the option it was artist oh so good I love Eric Crouch just artist but. The other thing you talk about a built-in farm system is I also think, and again, I need to duck because someone's going to throw a shoe because people think we're living in the past. And I'm not all the way there. I think you, I think Frost is going to wed all these things together. I really do. Sometimes I, I do think where you're geographically located should impact to a certain extent the style you, you run. Mm -hmm. If you are in Florida and what you have a surplus of is speed and skill and all that, well, then maybe you should kind of build around that. I think in a place like Nebraska, the analogy I used to give all the time, if if you're going to start a restaurant in Nebraska right now, would you probably say it's smarter to start a steakhouse or a seafood restaurant? No doubt. Probably a steakhouse. Why? Because... It's the natural resources to effectively run a steakhouse is in your backyard. Well, that was what was true for a long time. And what made Nebraska special and unique was those big ass farm boys. You could just Let bring them in something. and put on a bunch of weight. and They'd come in and maul people as well.
1: Let me ask you something. Where are our local linemen at? I, I I feel like we haven't been producing a lot of big,
0: like just those big. Just like just we've big.
1: we've gotten a couple of good ones from Kansas and Minnesota. Like our big recruits have been linemen from other states. But do we not have any big linemen anymore? Like we used to get guys like Zach Wiegert, and you right. know, there's always a handful of big dudes out of Nebraska.
0: Verse, shout out to Verse. Shout out to yeah. Verse and.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, maybe verse needs to break us down. Like our kids just not like, are they just leaner now than they used to be? Or like, Well,
0: I think, I think some of it, bow is to a certain extent people, and you would think size is size and you'd be able to go get, but like, I think a lot of like bell West won the state title this year. Bell West is throwing that bitch 40, 50 times a game. That's probably it. So you know, you don't, you're probably not going to have to have a bunch of bit, you know, you know what I mean? Like, but that's, it goes back to the, it's all, it it was just, it was this perfect storm of like a farm system of everyone around the option. It played into the natural resources of turning your lack of recruiting advantage into, or, or your recruiting disadvantage into an advantage by being able to use those big linemen. Yeah. And then I think you could also go out there and you could go get the best option quarterback. Yeah. You know, uh, Nebraska always, for forever, up until the last several years, has gotten really good running backs. Yeah, you know, like so. I guess that's the one thing that I'm very interested in. In some ways, if you had to ask me, like, what's the most in what's what's the one thing with the Frost area you're most interested in watching play out? It's kind of this, like how yeah. Frost is going to wed the old the old yeah. school things that I think are still applicable that made Nebraska unique with the fact that it's 2020 and there are some things that have evolved with football that you want to stay up to speed on, how will, how will frost package all that together? So it can be special and unique and have like a thing that's a differentiator.
1: So, so like I said, I'm not sold on any of our recruiting classes from 2019 or, or 20, uh, 2020. So this year's or last year's last year's was the one everybody loved. Uh, or no, two years ago two is one I really ago. loved. And last year's, which was technically 2020, yep, uh, was also highly renowned. And those, uh, other than Wandale, I don't know if anybody in those classes are good. I just, I don't. I haven't seen it yet. What I will say, though, is there was a, a huge emphasis on size and length that is directly related to Ohio State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. Those four teams... Changed the way Scott Frost recruited, so he recruited whatever he could in twenty eighteen right. and in twenty nineteen he went out and said, "We got to get tall, big, long dudes." So all these linemen are now six five, six six, six seven, six eight. Like you know, not they're not recruiting the six63 six, like power house, like stocky guy. They want long, long levered dudes, offensive line, defensive okay. line. That's a direct result. Interesting of. of of experiencing the big 10 and going, we can't be the smaller team. Just can't do it. Like we got to be big. And so if they can recruit that, well, I think that will be, you know, we'll fall into a category of, well, Nebraska, if you're a big, good lineman, that's where you go. Like we could become that. We're not that now. I'm saying though, I I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to be like, we're recruiting big. Wisconsin recruits big. That that's what they do.
0: There's, there's a weird thing with uh, cause one of the things I get concerned about is now you got to like, take this, there are levels to this thing, but you know, are you ever going to be able to out Ohio state, Ohio state? No. And that's my fear a little bit right now is that Nebraska's trying to just kind of line up and be Ohio state without chase young, you know, and, and Justin Fields and Paris Campbell, and, you know, like, I get concerned about that. So the question is: Do you build your recruiting to try to take down Ohio State? But at, but then on the flip side of it, do you need to what? What is what gives you the best chance to beat? Right now, you need you need to win your division. Yeah, like what gives you the best chance to beat Wisconsin and Iowa? It's Wisconsin. And I don't know. So
1: Wisconsin and Iowa, Minnesota are. are, th-
0: are Got to get past them. Can't yeah. worry about Ohio. So State when I
1: right. say that recruiting, I'm talking about like more than Ohio State. I really think they're looking at those three schools, right? Like Iowa, right. number one, uh, Wisconsin is like or close second, probably. Where they're saying these guys are big, big offensive lines, big. You know, like we got to have a huge defensive line and a huge offensive line, and then everybody else we're trying to get as good of players to fit our system. Sure, but those big guys right now are what we did not have. I agree. We had smaller, smaller guys in the offensive and defensive lines, and uh, you know. I I trust Frost when he said, you know, the first thing he said after a game is they don't, they are, they don't, we don't look like them. Right. That's just, that's just man to man stuff. That's just like, that just goes to primal days where you see that lion walking up to you, (laughs) that lion looks bigger than you. You go, you go, all right, you know, I'll stay out of this territory. I'll stay out. I'll, I'll roam the perimeter, but I won't come in, but I'm going to look tough. Like that's what lions do. Right. The big lion doesn't usually have to fight if he's you know if right. he's bigger, but that it's that it comes and, down. And that's
0: to the thing too. We all you know with Frost of like you know giving him an opportunity to like this guy was in the Pac-12 and then he was in the AAC. Like the Big Ten's a different. Like I would say the Big tens the most uniquely. Like I'd say the Big Ten. There are elements of the Big Twelve that are similar to the Pac-12, and maybe there's elements of you know like I feel like the two leagues that are the most different are the SEC and the Big Ten, and. I think one of the things that Frost has learned is what you're talking about of like there's a non-negotiable level of size that you have to have in this league, and you got to allow him an opportunity to recruit to that. But it just like like again to go back like I'm just of all the things that I'm really interested to see play out over the next decade with Frost is just how he weds all those things, the non-negotiable size that it takes to survive in the Big Ten without losing the essence of what makes Frost Frost, and that speed and, you know, h- h- getting in guys the, in space. Yeah, that organ attack. You know, I
1: mean, that that's – I don't think you want to go away from what you're best at and that's right. what he's best at.
0: So, to put a bow on this thing, because what are we at here? We're at about uh, 50 minutes. Perfect. I would say, you know, to to title back to Coward's comment, he called Nebraska a C, C-plus job and a seven-win program. I would call Nebraska a B, a B to B-plus job.
1: Yeah, Is that fair? Yeah, I think my point was it's hard for me to say that because the program and the coaching, like say the coaching rating, I don't think are the same thing. I think the program's still a better program than
0: maybe the – degree of difficulty to reward of the job. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it, yeah, there are a call... lot of different ways to, you know, you can get into, again, it's like, well, what element of judging the job are we talking about? Uh, you know? Yeah. I, I, don't...
1: I, I don't know how to put a grade on it. I, I just still think the one thing Cowherd's doing is underestimating how, how much being like a, a huge deal to your fans actually means, uh, To a program and
0: for the ability of that program to survive and
1: and keep. So
0: I would say, I'd say it's a BP plus job. And then I, it's so hard to put a number on a, you know, it's a seven win. It's definitely not a seven win program. Anything less than eight. I still doesn't, doesn't feel right here. No. I mean, so it's like eight to nine for us is to me, they're an eight to nine win program. And at that point when you're getting you're, you're in that eight, nine win range.
1: Then you make your runs those yeah, years. Yeah, every yeah, hand, every I mean,
0: handful of years, you you know the stars align or whatever happens, and you and you pop through and you win eleven games or you yeah. you know whatever. Now the the opposite may be true. You can catch no breaks and you win six seven games. But that's how how I would see it. So cool. it was interesting. Like Coward kind of you know ruffled some feathers with with that stuff. But it's I don't, I don't think he was too he, out of line or yeah, out he, of bounds. With he likes he was.
1: Scott Frost. He's praising Scott Frost. He's. He's chastising the people that want to get rid of Frost or put him on the hot seat. Yeah, so think,
0: yeah, that was all. Re- the reason I can see that production meeting right now. The reason that rose to the level of a national sports topic was out of defense of Frost and of anger of how stupid this yeah. hot list thing is, hot seat list to see Frost on it. Yeah, but yeah, it's these conversations. I've had a form of this conversation a million times. It's so interesting because trying to. Trying to size up and sink your teeth into Nebraska football and how it fits into the landscape in 2020 is such an interesting topic. Yeah. And, and if all you go off of is, well, they're losing, man.
1: Well, I mean, you. Bama was
0: losing for well, a while what? and then boom. You know, like when I, Frank Schultz
1: was the coach, you could have called this job an F rating because he won nine games and got yeah, fired. I know. So that's like, a, that's an F That's an F coaching job if you can win nine and get fired. Because that expectation is unreal, right? Right. That's not a realistic expectation. So I think you got to weigh in expectations, and we've gotten better. Fan support and expectations are are so much better. I mean, fan support's always been great, but the expectations are better. Yes.
0: There you go. All right. Well, you've put the basketball down. And so that means we're probably gonna wrap was, it up. I was man. watching
1: uh, Castaway and and you know with Wilson and <laughs> yeah. the way when Wilson floats away and he's like Wilson he goes I'm sorry, <laughs> I just it was so good. So I'm putting is Wilson that, away.
0: Is that sh- This would be another pod for another day. Like the, the 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 types of shows when you stumble onto cable that you have to watch Castaway. Oh man. If you if you are going through the guide and you see Castaway and you actually go to it. it It's so good. It's so good. And
1: I feel like it took heat when it came out too, but which I know. I I mean, it's like, I watch it now. What would it was great. People couldn't get over it. He's like, he's talking to the but then you watch it. And you're like, that's so good.
0: Yeah. Wilson. I'm sorry. Uh, That is a pretty good, that's a pretty good Hanks right there. But that's for me. One of sneaky, this may shock you. If I stumble up on the eight mile, I'm kind of in. Hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. If you if you happen to stumble onto it right as they're heading to the shelter on the last the last where he's gonna battle the free world and pop a dock. Oh man.
1: Every time, but you know what? The whole movie's good. It's a, it's a good movie.
0: movie. It's a really good movie. I didn't it's give a it, pretty
1: good movie. I never gave it a, a chance until really till
0: college, and I was like, "This is a good movie." Yeah, you're, you're the type of person that write off. That like, Eminem, Eminem can't and, act, and yeah. battle so battle rapping's weird. Battle rapping can either be really cool, like it was in Eminem, and sometimes battle rapping can be like this is embarrassing.
1: It is. It, it makes me uncomfortable when people
0: battle. Yeah, it. <laughs> I get uncomfortable for them. Well, you'd have been. We tried as we uh, as we. We were waiting in the hospital to, you know, you get X amount of centimeters dilated or whatever. We tried to watch the Irishman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We got five minutes into it and Kim's water broke. I mean, I was like just kind of like, all right. This is going to be good. You know,
1: you know, Irishman was good. I don't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Scorsese's like makes me want to like I haven't wanted to rewatch it, which is kind of.
0: Well, it's three... You, I mean, it's a freaking... It, I mean, come on. I come liked on. it,
1: but it just it didn't feel like... the When I saw Casino or Goodfellas or Gangs New York, I was
0: like, oh, my gosh. To me, good, Goodfellas is one of those... If I stumble on Goodfellas, it's just... It's fantastic, oh, but... Yes. So I need to step my game up and get my Irishman game right. But five it. minutes into it, water broke. It's like, come on, man. Come on, At least you, got, you got Mac out of that deal. That's true. All right, my friend, uh, this was good. Uh, we'll find some other topics, and uh, I'll see you next time. My guy. We will, we'll we'll drink. We need to, we're we overdue for a wine pot. Wine pot. We'll do a wine pot. Next time you and I sit down and you hear our voices, we'll do the wine pot. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. All right, my thanks to Pella Windows and Doors. If you're thinking about a new window or a new front door, now is the perfect time. Give Pella a call at 402-493-1350 or check them out online at PellaOmaha.com. We will see you next time on the Nick Bob Podcast. A Parkville
1: India Production.